0: You're listening to hashtag nofilter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you, yeah. they picked us because we're horny. Yeah, right. And right. that's your chronic state. That's what you <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on the real housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered combos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Guys, what's going on? It is me, Zach Peter, live from Chicago. I'm still here in Chi-Town, not back in LA yet. Um, should be back in LA next week, but I'm like sad. I'm missing Sky. I'm missing the pup. and But it's been a good trip overall. So far, for the most part. So I was in town hosting at New Kids on the Block's first ever Block Con. So at the Rosemont Theater, which had like 4,400 people, 4,400 fans, full theater, Um, New Kids on the Block was hosting their first ever Block Con. So the first night they had a concert, which was just New Kids, no other special guests. It was a pure New Kids concert, which a lot of people said that they really loved because I guess um, they haven't done like a full new kids concert since like way back in the day with no openers and no other acts. Like it was just a full on straight through two hour concert that they did. Then Saturday was the day that was full of panels. And I got to host the final panel, the closing panel with the new kids. We played some games and did like burning questions and, you know, had lots of fun segments. And then we tried to see how many new kids could fit into one of the old school new kids on the block. Uh, sleeping bags which was like the highlight of the day um side note or well spoiler alert it was not very many it was Donnie and Jordan but we were only able to zip up to Jordan's butt and then at that point we weren't able to zip any further so um, but so I'm still here uh, Sunday. They had a or Saturday night. They had like a prom. And then Sunday they had a, a closing event, which was like a baseball game out on the field that they played with some fans, which was fun. It was it was a blast. I'm very grateful to Donnie for inviting me and asking me to do it. Um, Very grateful to new kids for having me and for being such great sports. It was fun. I I enjoyed it. Uh, the Lots of late night rehearsals. That's why I'm a little backlogged on content. I was like trying to tape the podcast in between doing rehearsals. And it was just, it was a vibe. It was a thing. But we we survived. We are here. We made it. Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, baby. I know some of you hate when I sing. So i love to do it even more. But yeah. So that was my weekend. Um, I'm now stuck in Chicago, or not stuck in Chicago, but I'm staying in Chicago for the rest of the week So I have another event that I'm doing this Saturday. It's a charity event uh, with Donnie and Jenny, and I will be here through that. So I'm reporting live from Shattown, but it was, I have to say, New Kids, so good, Uh, kept running into Jonathan Knight all over the hotel because we were staying at the same hotel, literally kept running into him, and there was even a moment where um, he's like, he's like, your podcast, what is your podcast called? And I was like, oh, it's called No Filter. And then he's like, yeah, my sister-in-law or one of his girlfriends, someone, they were, he was telling me that they text him and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sad. I'm not going to be able to go to block on, look who's going to be there. I'm going to miss him, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I was like, why is anybody like excited to see me at your event? Um, he kind of got a kick out of it and I kind of got a kick out of it. So that was a nice little ego boost that someone reached out to one of the new kids and was excited that I was going to be at their event. And a boom. We did it. We made it. So what has happened in in I was gonna say Scandaval land, but I guess the world doesn't revolve around Scandaval, because we also had the Summer House reunion. Um we did we do have some Tom Sandoval stuff, and then I have the Bravo Babe that's gonna be um the Bravo ba- Babe that I chatted with because I was supposed to go to the Tom Sandoval and the Most Extra Show in St. Charles last week. That was the initial plan is that I was going to go. But then because I had New Kids rehearsals Thursday night, I wasn't able to get, out, get all the way out to St. Charles and then make it back in time. So I had to skip. But the Bravo Babe, I had her go on my behalf. And so she went and I think she taped a lot of like fun content to share with people. And then uh, I finally got to chat with her and connect with her about what the show was like and like the inside tea and the inside scoop which we'll get to in a little bit. But um yeah, shall we dive into the tea? Summer House Reunion Part 1. I thought it was good. I will give more thoughts when I'm back on Morally Corrupt this week. I'm me and Jody are going to be recapping Vanderpump and probably briefly talking about Summer House, but I thought that the reunion was good, but it was also kind of annoying and frustrating because I feel like the cast doesn't like Lindsay and Carl. Maybe they're intimidated by them. Maybe they're, I don't know what their issue with Carl and Lindsay are. They keep saying they're fake, they're fake, they're fake. You know, and then they bring up that Lindsay brought up cheating rumors on camera, but I'm like, okay, you're upset that Lindsay brought up cheating rumors on camera when, I'm sorry, Kyle was actually cheating on Amanda and has cheated on her multiple times. And hello, they're on a reality show. They're supposed to talk about each other and each other's lives. I get Amanda being like, listen, if this happened to you, we would have approached it differently. We would have come to you off camera and asked you how you would have wanted to address it on camera. But, like, they make it seem like it was so much more insidious than it actually was and listen, Kyle didn't deny it. Kyle was not like, "Oh no, I never did that. Oh no, I'm not a cheater." No, because he knew that he was cheating on Lin- on Amanda. He always he cheats on Amanda. That's what he does. That's I mean, I don't think he's done that recently, but like that's he was that total fuckboy. boy, and that's what he did. Right? They're on a reality show. They have to talk about these things. They're going to talk about these things. The relationship is going to be put in the hot seat, and they're going to have to address it. Right? Period. End of story. That's what they're supposed to do. Then. You know, everybody's like, oh, Carl and Lindsay, they're so fake. They're so fake. You know, they have meetings with producers. Uh, Hello, you're on a reality show. You're supposed to have meetings with producers. They have check-in meetings with you, especially before the season. Hey, what's going on in your life? What's new? What do you have coming up? What are the next, you know, four months of your life look like? What are we going to start to film? What are we going to be mapping out? What's your storyline going to start to look like? These are pre-production meetings that they have with all of the cast members every single season. That's always what they do. Like That's standard. You meet with producers. You have your own producer, and the producers prod you, and they want to get things out of you. They want to know what's going on. They want to know what your relationship's like or with other people. I don't think that makes Lindsay and Carl And I don't think they try to hide their issues from the camera because that was the other thing. They're like, oh, you just try to hide your issues from the camera. But then at the same time, they're like, but then you get drunk and you fight and you're irrational and you get activated. And I'm like, okay, so then are they fake on camera or... Does she get drunk and get irrational? Because if she's getting drunk and getting irrational, that's not fake. And if they're fighting on camera while she's drunk and she's activated, that's pretty real to me. That seems pretty genuine to me. So where are they being fake and when are they not being fake? Like they're fake the whole time or what? The three newbies don't seem to think that they're fake. And they even said that they've been to their house and they're pretty consistent with who they are. It's the, the, I don't even want to call them OGs. Well, I guess Amanda and Kyle are OGs, but like Paige and Sierra and Maya Who I used to really like the three of them. And now I'm just getting kind of like annoyed and irritated with them because you can just tell they don't like Lindsay. And now they're being like these annoying, mean girls. And it makes Lindsay actually look more likable. And Lindsay's funny and fun to watch on television, but I wouldn't say Lindsay was necessarily the most likable. But now I feel like she's becoming more likable because of all of this. And then they get into BravoCon and how she's so mean to, you know, Andy had to check her and she threw what? She threw a shoe at a producer. I don't think Lindsay's ever been, you know, America's sweetheart. She's never been a little darling. She's never been Sammy Sweetheart from Jersey Shore, even though Sammy Sweetheart wasn't so much of a sweetheart herself. But, like, I don't know. And, like, no, she shouldn't be fighting with Andy and throwing shoes at producers. But I just thought the reunion was kind of just, like, annoying because it's they. it was just, like, a gang-up all on Carl and Lindsay. And I just don't understand... I mean, to me, I feel like the rest of the cast maybe is a little threatened. Like, Amanda and Kyle didn't have as great a relationship on the show. And even now, they still have bits of issues that they have on the show. I guess this season was a lot better for them. But for the most part, like, their relationship has never been perfect on the show. That's not to say that Carl and Lindsay's relationship is perfect or that they pretend that it's perfect because they definitely show us both sides. They show us the good and they show us the bad. But I feel like they're at least honest about it. And they're in a love bubble. They're happy. Why can't their friends just be happy for them rather than trying to tear them down and break down their relationship every chance they get? And the Danielle of it all, like, I'm over Danielle. I'm glad we didn't get too much into the Danielle friendship. I do agree that I think Paige and Sierra enjoy Danielle and Lindsay's friendship breaking down. I do think that they find joy in that. Um, I think Paige is a lot more of a potster, and I think Paige is a lot more of a drama starter. And she is a little more produced than I think she wants you to believe that she is. And so it's interesting that she constantly keeps saying that Lindsay's the produced one and Lindsay always puts a spin on things when I feel like that's a side of Paige that we're starting to see more and more. And maybe it's just a side of what happens when you've been on a reality show for so long. But I feel like even at this point, like Lindsay's just not even attached to the show. She's not even interested in any of this anymore. She's kind of just over them. Carl, I feel like is the same way. And I feel like at this point, they're just ready to move on and be done with this. Cast and be probably be done with the show because I don't know if they can come back after this because nobody wants to film with them. They don't really have any friends without you know isolating themselves from the entire cast. But I don't think Carl and Lindsay have isolated themselves as much as the rest of the cast has isolated Car- Carl and Lindsay. I don't think that they're being fake. I think that they're in a love bubble. I think that they're in a relationship. I think that they're also mindful of the fact that the relationship is on camera and on a reality show. And, you know, they're just little things that kind of, like, break the fourth wall that I feel like now they're being crucified for. Like, talking to producers. I mean, I don't love that she throws shoes at producers. But, like, I I don't think that she's that as terrible as they're trying to make her out to be. So, there. Um... And then it's interesting because Dave Quinn, who works at people, he's a writer for people, he ended up calling out Paige because Paige tried to say that Carl and Lindsay, that one Lindsay knew that she was being proposed to. Maybe she did, maybe she didn't. Maybe she was picking up on the signs. I'm pretty sure. Listen, you can usually start to pick up on little signs and and guess a bit, right? So I think maybe she was thinking, oh, maybe it'll happen today. Maybe this is when this moment is actually going to happen. Her and Carl remain adamant that they were not prepared for the engagement. They didn't know or that she was not prepared. She didn't know about it, that it was a total surprise and shocked her. But Paige is like, she wore shoulder pads to the beach. That's a big sign that she wore shoulder pads to the beach then Paige gets into the fact that this came out as a people exclusive and she's just like see i know how people magazine works i know how it works you have to prepare those things in advance and blah 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 blah, blah. and Dave Quinn, who works at people has now come out and he's like, well, I guess you don't know how people works because it wasn't Carl and Lindsay that reached out to us. It was actually the network. It was a rep from Bravo that called and asked people to run a story because they were afraid that this was going to leak with the fact that Carl proposed in public and he was caught on camera and that the rest of the cast then found out that like they were prepared for this to get out there. So they would rather jump ahead of it and ask people to cover the exclusive. And they, and listen, they do that all the time, right? With trailers, with, you know, cast photos, like they work with people quite a bit. So, I mean, Dave Quinn's the one that wrote the book on Bravo. He wrote Not All Diamonds and Rosé. So they do have that close, tight relationship that when they want something big to come out, I can see them reaching out to Dave Quinn and being like, hey, Carl and Lindsay got proposed to, here's a good story that you can run with. And we stay ahead of the narrative, right? So Dave is adamant that it was not Carl and Lindsay that reached out, that it was actually the network that reached out. And the network is the one that wanted this to be official in the press and wanted it to be an exclusive. And it was. So I think Paige is just bitter. And I ain't mad to say that. I think she's bitter. Should we talk about Vanderpump? I There's a lot of Vanderpump. Well, not like major Vanderpump stuff, but like little tidbits of Vanderpump. Lisa Vanderpump says that she did not know about Tom and Raquel because everyone's trying to figure out well, what's the what's the um, the big bombshell. What's the revelation? First, it was that Raquel was pregnant. And now it's like, oh no, Raquel's not pregnant. So now everyone's like, well, then the the affair must have started when they were together, when James and Raquel were still together. That's when the affair started. That's the big bombshell. We don't know. And then other people were saying the big bombshell is that Lisa knew about this in advance. Lisa was prepared for this to come out. And then Lisa's like, hold on, wait a minute. No, I did not know that this was coming out. Like, yeah, I had my suspicions. And yeah, I kind of had my speculation. Similar to like Lala and Katie when they're like, hmm, something feels a bit off, you know, and their little antenna goes up. That's how I see LVP playing into this as well. I mean, obviously, we see her having Ken come and give his lines and read his little flashcards and be like, did you see that Raquel or did you hear that? I can't believe Tom and Raquel spent the night together in the hot tub. So I think Lisa maybe was like, "Mm, something seems a little fishy, similar to Lala when she was like, I think Tom Sandoval has the hots for Raquel. She didn't know that they were actually having an affair, but she definitely felt like Tom had a crush on Raquel. And she also knew that Raquel couldn't really be trusted. I think Lisa also had some suspicions and was kind of like, mm, something feels a little fishy. They're getting a little too close to come for comfort. But think about it: when somebody's having an affair, unless they tell you that they're having an affair, you don't always necessarily know. You can speculate, you can think, you can pick up on little things. But I mean, if they're telling you that they're not having an affair then like what would lead you to believe that they would be having an affair unless you had confirmation that they were having an affair I don't believe Lisa Vanderhoof had confirmation and I don't think this was as diabolical as she was trying to make it out to be especially because I think if she wanted this to come out on the show it would have come out on the show and they wouldn't have had to pick up production again and everyone keeps saying well how do they have production ready so so readily available they pulled the crew from Beverly Hills because obviously Beverly Hills wasn't that hot at the moment. So they pulled the crew from Beverly Hills to go and film for Vanderpump Rules because obviously this was big. Alex Baskin talked about how they did that and why they did that and all of that, you know, smart. It ended up paying off. Ariana's doing great. She had her little Raising Cane's thing where she was in the drive through and she was giving out French fries and she was like serving up some hotcakes. I don't know what they serve at Raising Cane's, but, you know, she was doing her thing living her life, making her money, getting her paycheck. Good for her. Drop my pen. Um. So, yeah, let her serve her burgers and let Lisa let, – let's just enjoy Vanderpump. Like, stop trying to overthink everything. Stop trying to overcomplicate everything. Stop trying to crack the code on everything because people come up with theories, and a lot of these theories are stupid. I don't believe that Lisa Vanderpump knew about Tom and Raquel before any of this coming out. I just don't. On the same note of Vanderpump, though, Tom Sandoval was caught talking to Raquel to Rocky, Rocky, Bang Bang on the phone on a plane the other day because he's over here doing his Tom Sandoval and the most extra shows and he's living his best extra life, right? Selling out all his shows and doing his thing, which I'm gonna chat with uh, with the Bravo babe on the pot in on this episode in just a little bit. Um, but he was caught on a plane, and you can see his phone. It's a photo of him, and he has his AirPods in. And if you look at the phone, you can. See, I mean, it's a little blurry, but you can read the the screen and it shows that he's talking to Raquel Levis and it shows that he has his AirPods in um, or that that's what the phone, because I know, because when I have my AirPods in, it shows instead of like speaker or regular phone, it has a little icon that shows that it's connected to the Bluetooth AirPods. So that tells me, one, that Raquel must be out of the, I don't want to call it a mental facility. I, I know that's what everyone's calling it, but like I I don't know. To me, it just sounds like an insane asylum, you know? That's not really what I think we should be calling it. But anyway, one, she must be out of there, because I don't think they give you access to your phone to make phone calls to your side piece, right? To your boyfriend, to your affair boyfriend, to your scandal boyfriend, while you're in this treatment facility, right? This mental health treatment facility. So she clearly has to be out of the facility. And Interesting that they're still talking, which makes me think, are they broken up? Are they not broken up? Are they still friends? What were they talking about? Were they talking about getting back together? Whoever this woman was that was on the plane that got the photo, I need her to give us more details about what that conversation was. I don't think – I think it came out on DuMont, and then I think Bravo and Cocktails also posted about it as well, but – I, they clearly are still having. I think they're still, I don't think they're technically together. Like, I don't think they're exclusive because remember, Tom doesn't like to be exclusive because then he gets to sleep around while also still having you, right? So I think Raquel is probably exclusively still into Tom, but Tom is not exclusively into Raquel because he's like, God, Raquel, like, we have to be very careful and like things are really bad right now. And like, maybe this isn't the best time for us to be together, you know? Like, maybe right now you should be like totally focused on healing and getting your mind back on track even though i always give you mushrooms i'm the one that got your brain off track maybe like you focus on you you know and like then when you're ready and i'm ready and our hearts connect again under the moonlight then like we totally just like vibe out and then we can totally just be dedicated to each other and drink each other's blood you know and she's like oh my god tom yes by the way, I have white nail polish, too, to match you because I just feel like we're bonded. And, like, white nail polish is, like, our thing. And, like, Ariana who? Ew. Ew, David. So I think they're totally on a break because Tom wants to be on a big break because he doesn't want to be exclusive because he wants to be able to get his dick wet while he's on tour. And then when he comes back from the tour, then he's going to be ready to vibe out with Raquel. And then they're going to be fully in their relationship. I don't think they're done. I just think he likes to have his cake and eat it too. Or they're not going to be in a relationship because he's going to realize he likes being free. And he doesn't want to be hunkered down, especially not with Raquel. So she must be out of the mental facility. And they must be on a pause because he wants to make sure that he can, you know, have his cake and eat it too. You know, so there you go. Those are my thoughts about the latest Scandal drama. All right, here we go. Guys, please welcome Christina, aka the Bravo Babe, here to reveal some scoop on the Tom Sandoval of it all. Christina, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How's your day in Chicago Ben?
0: I'm wild it's been it's been an eventful trip to Chicago I just wrapped up block con with new kids on the block Um, I was moderating their event and now I have another event that I'm doing this weekend so I'm still in Chicago Um, but I'm so sad because the one night that I really didn't have free was the one night that I was wanting to go with you to the Tom Sandoval on the most extra show Um, Mm -hmm. but you were able to go.
1: I enjoyed it, and I thought about people that could come with me, my friends that could come, but I said, you know what? Let me just do this the Bravo Babe way and go all in on the interviews, all in on being um, kind of neutral, obviously not a Tom Sandoval fan, but I wanted to get opinions, so I had to stay neutral.
0: So, okay, so walk me through it. So you're in St. Charles, Arcata Theater, iconic place, holds up to a thousand different people. Were Mm -hmm. people excited to go to the show pre-show when you were chatting and interviewing people outside were people pumped were they excited did they have picket signs
1: so nobody had signs and to be honest I think that at one point they might have just opened the doors because nobody ever scanned my ticket
0: oh well because they were probably hoping that anybody could walk in (laughs)
1: So there was that. But I walked in and I talked to actually one of the ushers that worked there. And she told me everybody who ushers and everybody who works backstage for the theater itself, they do it for free. They volunteer. Oh, wow. So she's like, we get to see cool bands. And I signed up for this one because she had heard about the scandal. Um, She told me that the seats that were all lined up in the front, there was 20 rows They could be moved and it could be a straight dance floor, but the band decided they did not want that. They wanted the chairs there. So I'm wondering if they thought maybe people wouldn't be as into the music as they hoped and dancing. So they chose to have the chairs there. Um, I grabbed a cocktail. I think I got a Blue Moon and it was like $12, which is like normal Chicago pricing for people that are watching and wondering. That's normal for Chicago. Um, And the vibe was was nice before the show. Everybody seems like they were anticipating Tom to come on. Half the people didn't even know there was an opener. Um,
0: oh, there was which, an opener.
1: There was an opener. Um, it was a nice gentleman. I took a picture of his name, and he played the violin and the flute. Um, it was an interesting opening act, but he was great, so shout out to him. Okay. Um, Tom Sandoval came on around 8.30. Okay and he opened with um everybody's working for the weekends and i think that's how he's opened most of his shows is with that song um the people around me were kind of hesitant to stand up at first it was kind of like we're sitting we're looking around is anybody else standing up kind of vibe um and there was a mother and daughter next to me who were absolutely fantastic they actually are the ones who when i said you know, do you listen to any Bravo podcasts? The first one she pulled up was yours. Oh, and so that was so sweet. So they were there, mother and daughter, just you know, as spectators, as I feel most people were.
0: Okay. Um,
1: the third song that he played was what everybody had wanted to hear: the Stacy's mom, but he changes it to Schwartz's mom. Um, and I can confirm, he most definitely says Raquel is hot. H O T for me.
0: Oh. So he's he's playing it up.
1: He's definitely playing it up. Not okay. only that, I know that after he's saying I write sins, not tragedies, he made a little comment. He said, I sang that song once and my phone fell out of my pocket afterwards.
0: So he's, he's making, okay, well, at least he has a sense of humor about it. I mean, were there anybody, were, were there fans in the audience that were heckling him at all or yelling Team Ariana? Was there any of, like, that discourse?
1: Definitely a lot of Team Ariana. Um, I didn't hear anybody say Raquel's name. I did hear somebody yell, I want to marry Andy Cohen. Okay. Which was the most random yell out of Tom Sandoval, the most extra show. Um, there was a front row of major fangirls, major.
0: Really? So
1: I feel like they drowned out any team Mariana that I heard.
0: No booze when Raquel's name was mentioned?
1: No, it was kind of like everybody was hype about it. Okay. It was interesting. And I would say the median age was around 35. Okay. Like there was, there was a lot of, um, couples there. A lot of the guys didn't seem like they wanted to be there. So they were in like crappy mood. You know, they weren't very friendly to talk to. They were just there to support their wives and probably be their DD.
0: (laughs) Okay. Was the room full or was it empty-ish?
1: No, it, it was full. And there was also a balcony that was full.
0: See, that's what I was worried about. Okay, so before I came to Chicago... To do BlockCon with New Kids on the Block, I was originally planning to do a no-filter night out at the Arcada Theater with Donnie Wahlberg, which is how BlockCon came to be, because it was like, no, we're doing BlockCon, let's do this instead, and then you'll get all the guys. Um, so... I, and I know the Arcata Theater well, because back when um, I used to do fundraising, I worked on a couple of concerts with Donnie and he did it at the Arcata Theater. And it holds up to a thousand people, which is a a decent, you know, a decent crowd. But I was worried. I know for me, I was like, uh, can we not do the balcony and we'll only sell the floor tickets? Because I don't know if I'm going to be able to sell that many tickets. Um, So I was shocked that Tom Sandoval was performing because when I saw him, I think I've only seen him and his band one time, maybe twice, but I think it was only once. And it was in L.A., mm-hmm. and that venue was maybe about 100 people, maybe 150. So it was a much smaller venue, um, and I, he filled it out, but it was, you know, I just, I didn't know if he was going to be able to sell out a, a place that seats 1,000 people, right. or if 1,000 people are going to show up to see him perform.
1: Right. Right. I will say a good judge of that is how the bathroom line is. And the bathroom line was consistently long.
0: There you go. It was a full house. So when he says he's selling out these shows, he's not lying. People are coming to see him.
1: People are coming to see him. And he has a good amount of fans, if you want to call it that. Um, After the show, I interviewed a couple people who were definitely not Team Ariana, um, which was surprising to me. But... There was one girl who said, I'm on, she was only on season seven of Vanderpump Rules. Um, and she was just going based off what she has seen. And she said, No, I'm definitely not Team Ariana. And then her friend who was there, that was all caught up, said that she had to agree. And she said to, Yes. And she said that Ariana is profiting off of this. And just keep, she's kept saying, Follow the money. Ariana's profiting. She's profiting. But That's just the way of the world. I mean, come on. If I can
0: profit from a breakup, I'm going to profit, too.
1: Hell, yeah. You broke my heart?
0: Get me some money.
1: Right. So it was a mixed review after the show of interviews. I cannot say that the band itself was bad because they were good. They played their instruments well. There was a blonde backup singer, and they told me her name, but I completely forget it now. Um, She sang two solo songs, and she did great. So the only... Person who really needs some help is
0: Tom. Yeah, I mean, the most extras is a good band, um, and they play some good hits. Tom doesn't have the best singing voice. It, it's very uh, wedding band, right? It's the band you hook mm-hmm. you. Uh, hire to do cover songs and it's really not that you know the production value isn't amazing but i think his band is not half bad i've seen them before i was just very i mean do you think that the scandal has actually helped him more than it's hurt him because he really is selling out these venues
1: most definitely i think that like you said he almost struggled selling a smaller venue out by you. And now he's selling out almost three Northwest Chicago shows. You know, I feel like it helped him. It did. It gave him a little boost. uh, People that are going, even if they want to heckle or not, they're going because they're curious at the end of the day. They want to know, they want to see there. It's just genuine curiosity.
0: I mean, and it's stroking his ego and it's paying his bills because he's still making money off of these shows.
1: And I didn't see merch the night that I went, but the night in displays, I heard that they had been selling the Tom Tom sweatshirts mm. for seventy five bucks. I probably would have grabbed one just to say I had one if they were selling them the night that I was there.
0: And then you could have worn it like a dress, like Raquel did.
1: I, I mean, probably not, but I would, I would hold on to it. <laughs>
0: <gasps> oh my God, that's amazing. Okay, so it sounds like it was you actually had a good time. You enjoyed the band.
1: I really did. It's not like I wanted to sit down and judge. I stood up, I listened to the music. Um, The band itself was enjoyable. I can't say that it was, you know, you want to sit down and put your head in your knees at all. Everybody around me was moving around, singing some of the songs. And then the front row was just completely grabby. There was a point where he sang um, Sex on Fire by Kings of Leon and he was like, Knees down, laying on the floor, all sexual, and you can just see all the girls like trying to grab at him. So that's oh my extreme. God. Oh my gosh, she came towards the crowd. Um, and the, uh, the ushers were strict about not being in the aisle, but I was like, oh, let me get close too. Why not? So I snuck my way down there and I like turned around and he was behind me singing. And obviously, I'm not going to touch the man, but people actually were. That, that was a lot.
0: He has to be loving this. Like, this is stroking his ego right now. The yes. fact that these women are just throwing themselves at him. I mean, and if you do see the photos, he is very, like, chiseled. lean and chiseled. Like, yeah, he stopped. He says he stopped drinking. I don't know if he was drinking that night. I know he was always chugging the Coors lights when he was on stage. Um, but, I mean, he's very chiseled. He's very lean. You can tell he's very muscular. So, he's working out. He is. And, I mean,
1: he's not... Not terrible to look at.
0: No, he's he looks hot. I mean, I hate the nail polish. We can get rid of the white nail polish. But at this point, I'm like, OK, get it, done. He
1: really did ruin white nail polish for me. Glamour magazine was spot on. Yeah. He ruined it for me.
0: He's going to come for you now for saying that.
1: I hope he does. I'm ready. <laughs> my, oh my neon yellow jacket at the show with my little microphone. I'm like, I'm bound to get kicked out of here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So were you actually getting clips or were you live streaming at all?
1: So I live streamed during the show. And then after the show, I pulled out my microphone and literally sat by the door as people were exiting. And if they looked approachable or they looked like they had Team Ariana or some of them had Tom Sandoval, I would say, hey, can I ask you some questions? Um, And then one of the groups of girls bought me a drink after and we went and talked all things Bravo at the bar across the street.
0: Nice. What was the overall consensus? Were people surprised that they enjoyed the show?
1: Um, I think that we were all pleasantly surprised with the enjoyment of the show itself, taking Skandaval out of it, definitely.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like it was a blast. I'm bummed that I couldn't make it because I needed to experience, I needed to be in the room to scout it out, but luckily... Feel the energy of it. Yes. But luckily we had the Bravo Babe boots on the ground at the Arcata theater for Tom Sandoval and the most extras. Any other juicy scoop that you got from the show?
1: Um, So the girls behind me did take a picture and meet Tom. They showed me the picture and I said, Oh, did you have a conversation with them? And they said, we told him that we are team Ariana. And he said, I know me too.
0: Oh, come on.
1: Right. Like what a PR answer. Well,
0: and there was the um the photo that just came out. Remember on the plane where you can see he's talking to Raquel. What are your thoughts?
1: Um I think that I don't think it was staged. I think he had an earbud yeah. in. I think he was just turned to the window talking on the phone and the photographer that got the photo really did just get a lucky shot. Um I think that he was speaking to her. I don't think it was staged. What do you think?
0: I don't think it was staged because like I don't know. You're not going to think that people are going to take photos of you and catch your phone screen talking to Raquel. Like if you're just on the phone talking to somebody, like you just, I don't think he was that aware of it. And you can also see like his face was turned away. He clearly had right. his earpods in. You can see the screen said that it was connected to his earpods, So it's not like he was talking on speakerphone. Right. So yeah, no.
1: Did you see what Jackson Brittany said on their podcast today with say? Brock and Sheena? What did they say? Oh, my goodness. So, you know, on Watch What Happens Live, Ariana had said Raquel sent a letter to the house. It was addressed to Tom Sandoval, so she couldn't open it, wouldn't open it, obviously. Well, Brock revealed that Raquel decided to send postcards. So now she is sending postcards from Sedona with lightning bolts on them. What? And I thought it sounded so far-fetched, but it came from Brock and Sheena.
0: I mean, I... I'm not surprised at this point. Like, nothing at this point surprises me. She has to be out of the mental facility, though, now, right? If she's talking on the mm-hmm. phone with Tom.
1: I would think so. So, Sedona, postcard, maybe she's still out west. I'm not sure.
0: Did she go back to Miraval?
1: She might have. <laughs> if she ever went. <laughs> uh,
0: if she ever went, right? I mean, yeah, I just I can't keep up with her. And I just I don't understand... Like, she really doesn't seem to have any sort of self-awareness or, I mean, the remorse is the creepy part is that she has none. But, like,
1: I don't know. Now, the postcard thing, that threw me for a loop. Especially, he said that there was a lightning bolt on it. Like, whether it was the postcard itself that had the lightning bolt or that she drew it on there. Either way, can't read the room. No self-awareness.
0: And clearly, the mental facility is not doing anything for her.
1: No, they're not doing their jobs because we've seen no change. It's been
0: worse. Well, also, like, if you're at a, like, legitimate mental facility and you have a therapist, then, like, they're going to tell you, okay, maybe right now you take a break from the show. You take a break from this guy. Like, focus on yourself. And, like, when you're in AA, they tell you not to to date or sleep with any of the other people in AA because you're focused on yourself and you know I think Tom and Raquel have some sort of like weird twisted trauma bonded sort of relationship that's not Mm -hmm. healthy um and so the fact that she still has communication with him and she's talking on the phone with him and sending him postcards and drawing lightning bolts shows that there's been no evolution for her
1: none whatsoever and I'm wondering if they're planning how to try to save face for after the rest of the reunion
0: i i don't even know at this point i I don't even I, i cannot figure them out because we thought that they broke up and then we thought he had a new girlfriend and then it wasn't the girlfriend and then now we find out that they're still talking so i don't know um michelle says i'm doubting a mental facility sells postcards i agree Jenny says Michelle is or sorry, sorry, Ratchet is full of it. Um, Kiki says, of course, Rachel is sending postcards. She's afraid Tom will cheat with Ariana while in the house. I don't think they're still in the same house. Oh, well, I guess they are still in the same house, right?
1: I think they are, but I don't think there's any possibility yeah, of them. No. No.
0: No, there's no. Shot in the dark. Um, Latanya says, right, Kiki. Yes, it's so her, no remorse, and calculated. Oh, because Kiki said, um, it's so Rachel, postcards so that Ariana can see it. Oh, yeah. do we? Well,. She has to know that Ariana's still living there, even if she talks to oh, Tom. Oh, I
1: think that it's 100% premeditated. Oh, you I think, think it's the, deliberate? I, oh, my gosh, yes. I think she's sending the postcards so Ariana sees them. I think oh. she is doing it so Like, shady. she's
0: not just trying to be cute. You think she's trying to shove it in her face.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean...
0: I didn't even think of that. That's
1: I just thought where my she mind was so, went for sure.
0: I just thought she was so, like elementary that she's just like, I'm going to write a postcard because I'm supposed to be in a mental facility. And like, I didn't even think of how twisted that is. But I mean, clearly, she shouldn't be sending postcards anymore. If she can now talk to him on the phone.
1: Right. I think Brock said on the podcast with Jackson, Brittany, he was like, she did this. So Ariana could read it. She wanted everybody to see what she was saying.
0: Gross. Beautiful waterfall says how much eye rolling, laughing and smirking? Are we going to see Rachel do at reunion part two?
1: Ugh. Does she come in on part two or
0: three? She comes in in part two. I think we'll get a little bit of her one on one interview in part two. And then I'm pretty sure the end of part two is when she walks out. As we And then it's going to be a to be continued so that we watch part three for all of her. Right. But I right. mean, do we really, does the show really need Raquel moving forward now? If we only had her in one part of the three parts and right. she has no connection to any of the other cast members, like I feel like it may be time to send Rachel off.
1: I I agree. I mean, we have, like you said, two full episodes just about of content without her. You know, there was other issues going on this season without Raquel.
0: Yeah. Everyone keeps saying, like, Raquel is the one that, like, saved Vanderpump Rules. I don't believe that. I don't think so either because I'm like, if it wasn't for Tom and Ariana's relationship that we were so emotionally invested in, and if it wasn't for Tom Sandoval having this moral superiority— we wouldn't care about this affair as much as we do. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that exactly. Tom and Ariana were together forever. There's also the link back to Kristen and Kristen and Jacks back in season two. So it's like there are so many pieces that are more attached to Tom and Ariana that don't include Raquel. Like Raquel is literally just, you know, his new side piece that happened to be friends with with Ariana. Like she does have a big piece of this. Yes. But I think if anything, Tom saved the show by cheating on Ariana.
1: Do you think, let me ask you this, do you think that Jax and Brittany will make a return next season?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I was thinking, what would the opening scene of season 11 look like? And I pictured Tom Schwartz and Jax together just going in on Sandoval. And I feel like that would be full circle and just like the icing on the cake for a nice start to season 11.
0: See, I actually think it's smart for them to bring Jax back because, well, one, I think he's coming back regardless. I think he wants to do it. I think they know that it's smart to do right now. They're probably going to bring Dodie back because she had such big ratings when she did watch What Happens Live. we like, did. It's, you know, it, it's inevitable. I've always thought that this next season, season 11, should be the final season. Um Okay and it should be a short season like we already had this bit like ended on a high because what they're going to do is they're going to try to milk it for another five six seven eight seasons and by that point it's just going to continue to dwindle like so many of these other housewife shows that we've seen on the air for so long and vanderpump was already reaching its end that i think the scandal was good it was big everybody made a shit ton of money off of it and now it's like okay everybody's ready to wrap up their storylines right Send mm-hmm. Sheena, Sheena and Brock off to San Diego. James can engage, can uh, propose to Allie. Ariana's going to live. DJ and, yeah. Right. Ariana and Katie are going to open up something about her. That'll be a nice high note to end their storyline off of. Like, end it on a high when ratings are still going to be so good rather mm-hmm. than continue to try to milk it for as long as they can and watch it sink, uh, circle the drain. Because it was already starting to circle the drain before the scandal. Right. Um, I
1: like that. I think that's a good idea. I
0: do. Yeah. And then bring Kristen and, and Jax back in to kind of bring that nostalgia and just kind of wrap up everybody's storylines of like, okay, now we're all ready to move on from our old jobs at Sur. We right. have families now. We're settled now. We're ready to move on. Um, but I don't think we need Raquel. I think Jax confronting Sandoval. I mean, even if we do have Raquel, it'll probably be just like a, a nice way to tie up Tom and Raquel sailing off into the sunset because they decided to be with each other. Whatever. Right. Um, Whatever. But Jax, I think, is the only way we can or or Kristen. I think those are the only way we can bring back Sandoval because nobody else is talking to him and nobody else wants to talk to him. But Jax Mm -hmm. and Kristen will film with him and they'll lay into him and they will give us those moments that the rest of the cast is done with. You know, Mm
1: -hmm. I really hope that is how season 11 would start. Hopefully production producers, whoever you are, listen to this. That's how we want season 11 to start.
0: I think that would actually be smart.
1: I think it would be. And have a nice short season, end it with, yeah, end it on a high, you know?
0: I mean, they're making a lot of these shows shorter seasons anyway, that I think it's working a lot better than before when we would have these like 24 episode seasons and it would just drag on too long. Now I think it's, you know, they're getting a lot smarter about that, which is good.
1: Like New Jersey. I'm so glad that season was not dragged on any longer. Yeah,
0: it was dragged on long enough, especially because we didn't even get the cheating rumor bombshell until the end. And then it was the final episode and then we didn't even get to go anywhere with it.
1: Right. It was like the build up. And then that was it.
0: And that was it. Yeah. Oh, okay, Christina, where can people go and follow you and and support the podcast and get all the tea from you?
1: so my podcast is gossip with bravo babe um definitely check it out i will have um allegedly bravo on with me this week and then next week i will have Bra- um, botox and bravo bravo and botox
0: love it's
1: it guys. love it so just follow me at the bravo babe i just started TikTok. i'm very new at it but it's fun um yeah everything's at the bravo babe
0: awesome love it guys go support follow subscribe Go give some love to the Bravo babe. She's got the tea. She's always spilling it on Twitter. So you're going to need to follow her on Twitter. She's got a a little
1: unhinged on Twitter, but it's fun.
0: That's where you can be unhinged is on Twitter. Yes. Um, Well, while
1: you're in Chicago, I hope that we can meet up. Yes. was fun.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I'm here all week. So I'm stuck in Chicago for the week. And then (laughs) I finally get to go back to home to LA next week. And Um, your dog. I know, I miss him so much. (laughs) But all right, guys, thank you for joining us in today's live stream. Hi, Leslie. I'm excited to see you in July in New York City as well. I'm doing a live show July 26th at City Winery in NYC. You can get your tickets at NoFilterLive.com. I'm also doing a show in LA on June 15th with Lala Kent and some very surprised special guests that'll be there as well. So go and get your tickets to both shows, June 15th at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood and July 26th at City Winery in New York City. Go to NoFilterLive.com. That's NoFilterLive.com. Christina, the Bravo, babe. Thank you again. I appreciate the tea. I appreciate all the, I appreciate you being boots on the ground. Like I said, I'm going to be back on morally corrupt later this week. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'm going to be chatting with Jody about Vanderpump. So I'll also do my regular recap of Vanderpump rules. I'll try to get it done for this upcoming Thursday night, Friday. So you'll have that on the podcast on Friday and yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed your weekend and you enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend. Apologies that I uh, have been a little slow on content, but I've been traveling and trying to like have a makeshift studio for my hotel room. So in between two events, it's just been a little wonky, but I'm gonna try to get it all, gonna try to get us all back on track. So hang in there, stay tuned. I love you, I appreciate you. And give me a follow at Just Plain Zach to keep up with me. Subscribe to the podcast and follow the podcast at No Filter Zach all over the internet. I love you. I appreciate you. Hang in there. I'm hanging in there. I'll be back in LA and we'll be back on our regular regular schedule soon. Don't forget to get your tickets to my live show at the Bourbon Room June 15th with Lala Kent and my live show in New York City on July 26th with the Brav Bros at City Winery NYC. You can get both tickets at NoFilterLive.com. That's NoFilterLive.com. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Bye. 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 Bye.